0: 24 hours. That's all it took for us to get the call. We'd only been back in the office for a day before our phone rang, summoning us to the estate of millionaire Wesley Dodds. John and I knew who he was, but the rest of the world was oblivious. And that was the case. It wasn't for praise or recognition, but Dodds wanted to know the reason that the Sandman had faded into the realm of dreams and fantasy, and why a game and counterpart had become the first image in everyone's mind. Uh, hi, I'm Matthew, this is John, we're weird.
1: (laughs) We're the DC Detectives, and it's our job to go back through the annals of DC history to chronicle the evolution of all your favorite heroes from start... To every
0: reversible finish. There we
1: go. Third time's the charm. So, we are doing a very... We're gonna try and keep this more condensed, but we are doing a big episode today. It is The Sandman. Now, I know what you're thinking. Not the Neil Gaiman character yet. That's Matt's job. We are doing... The Golden Age character, the Sandman, who is part of the JSA. Some of you may be familiar with him. Some of you may not be. That's okay. That's why we're here, to make you familiar with him. Uh, the book we have is the Sandman Chronicles, or is this the Archives? This is the, uh, this is Archives. the Archives volume. Mm-hmm. So the Golden Age Sandman Archives, Volume 1. Uh, very uh, hardcover, very pretty-looking version of the Chronicles that we normally get. These are the, the big deal ones for the major collectors, I feel. And here... With the Sandman, we're going to start trying to just cover him comprehensively so you guys have an idea of who he is. And then we're going to move on to different characters. Um, He isn't a terribly important character, um, but we feel like it's important to have him because he is strictly pulp. Mm -hmm. Not like Batman, who is much more... I would argue you know, that gothic?
0: towards the end when Gardner Fox really gets his hooks going. Well, that's Gardner yeah, Fox. Yeah. <laughs> so, Gardner <laughs> like, Fox. I like Gardner Fox as his own genre.
1: Gardner Fox says adieu <clears throat> a lot. And weird, weird sci-fi God, stuff. you're
0: right. I didn't catch... I yeah, remember you, you mentioned know, that. That's how you know Gardner but...
1: Fox writes a story is that someone somewhere will say adieu um, instead of like goodbye because apparently Gardner Fox likes the phrase adieu. Because Batman says adieu at least three times and those are, I think, the issues that gardner fox writes him
0: so to wrap all that up think of this more as a character summary episode rather than like the plot summary that we've generally done right we may see the sandman
1: later in other episodes if we cover the all-star comics gang and the jsa um that's kind of where he gets put much like the other justice leaguers when they get put on a bigger team because of you know selling well or not but Regardless, if he does come up again, you will know who he is because of this episode, which is the important thing. So, we're going to start off with a very familiar cover. It's the New York World's Fair cover. Remember when we did that with Superman and he was blonde? Yeah, we're back here. So, this is the 1939 New York's World's Fair comics number one. And we mentioned this when we did it on Superman, that you have Zachary Zatara, uh, the Sandman, Ginger Snap, and Butch the Pup on here. But we're actually going to focus on the Sandman story that was in this because this was his first appearance was actually in this comic which i feel is a little weird that you like push well, a guy in a big ad like
0: this but so it's worth noting that it's the it's the first release story there's a gen it sounds like the the second story that we'll read in here is actually probably his first where appearance, it was appearance. first well when it was first written uh that makes more sense yeah uh, kind of like the way how uh kind of like how the california love remix came out before the original version
1: Yeah, okay, Yeah. yeah, Okay. I get what you're talking about here. So, first off, my favorite thing about this issue is, I think, the art. The art is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of sinister looking, but it's also very pulp, and I really enjoy that. It's very different from the rest of the art that we've been seeing throughout DC at this point. um, At least, that we've seen. So, of course, we start out with a little bit of a backstory of who the Sandman is. And he's just a guy in a three-piece suit with a cloak and I want to say a trilby, maybe a fedora, not sure. He's got a fancy stylized gas mask and a gun, but the gun is a gas gun. It mm-hmm. doesn't
0: kill people. It puts them to sleep, hence the name The Sandman. And it's worth noting that the gas mask is explicitly not like a standard gas mask. Yeah. We'll actually see that added later on. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about Sandman Mystery Theater later on. Mm. Uh, but this is almost more like a robot face. Yeah, it's kind. Of, it looks like a weird, like, BBC television robot in the 60s. Oh god,
1: Doctor Who style? Yeah, it looks like a Cyberman a little bit, but not... (laughs) Oh no, you're right!
0: Hide Yamcha!
1: Yeah, oh... Poor Yamcha. It's it's a weird look, but it works for him. He pulls it off well. Uh, So we are introduced...
0: I like it. I, I, I think, think he does he it well. I think pulls it off well. I think the costume as a whole is incredibly shitty. Well,
1: compare it to the Shadow, who is just a dude in the same outfit as him with a f- scarf over his face, and the Green Hornet, who is literally just the same guy with which a domino mask. Is, which is
0: all well and good, except for the color choice.
1: Yeah, no, his color choices are dumb. I'm not saying it's... that that's good, but I'm saying his mm. costume is oh. no is no better than the Phantom... The ma- the the Phantom, the the Shadow, and the Green Hornet, who he is supposed to be modeled after.
0: Honestly, I feel like if you ran this through the, if you ran the whole costume through a washer that like just stripped out all the colors, it would actually be a much better costume. And Probably,
1: I, I think. Yeah, if it was like gray or or white or black mm-hmm. or something like that, it would be a much it would be a much more interesting costume. But as it stands, it's like blue, orange, and yellow. And just
0: as importantly, unlike with other uh, superheroes, like you tend to see like many different a couple different primary colors but one is the dominant color right. and then you have the highlights here it feels like oh god his it's kind of gross he's got the yellow heart partly yellow face mask and yellow gloves which is battling with the purple cloak which is battling with the blue of the mask it's just the there's no the dominant color it really yeah. really
1: what it comes down to is it looks like he made the outfit of what he was wearing of what he was wearing that day any suit will do when he becomes the sandman which is really not going to help your secret identity but not important we get into the story as we see Wesley Dodds who is the sandman uh he is another uh very rich playboy type however specifically a millionaire bruce wayne is never is never revealed how much money he has he just says he's like a trust fund kind of dude uh remember his father's trust they mention in the first uh episode mm. we did i believe yes i'm pretty sure it's they say his father's trust and I'll, we
0: will trust you on we it.
1: did the estimation that it was around eight hundred thousand just due to the crap that he owned, like the plane and the car and et cetera et cetera with Dodds, he is actually the heir of a like a billion dollar steel company, so his father or presumably someone he's related to is part of this Dodds-Bessing Steel Corporation. Wesley is an inventor, and it looks like he's going to present his invention documents at the World's Fair to these people that he's a little bit concerned about. It's kind of a dangerous ray gun thing
0: that he's made. And it's worth noting, this is the only time we'll really see him portrayed as an inventor. As
1: someone who has a job, but it's it's explicitly stated that Wes
0: does have money And and is smart and is seen about town town. like this being him being the inventor of this ray gun first off the ray gun's never going to appear again right yeah
1: it's it's kind of a just it's a plot point
0: so macguffin
1: right so west brings the documents to these guys who are from the u.s secret service he shows them the thing but he's getting a tetchy feeling from this so he kind of just covertly knocks the important plan off the table and just kind of hides it Suddenly the lights go out, and someone steals the rest of the plans from the Secret Service agent guy, and they all, you know, freak out and are gonna go after who they think stole the plans. Wes is like, (laughs) yeah, I knew that was gonna happen. Goes home, changes into the Sandman garb, and makes sure that he puts the important plan away, goes to the government archives, and breaks in to double-check that the Secret Service agent that he met is actually the same person that it should have been, and he finds out that it wasn't, goes back to the World's Fair, finds the real Secret Service agent kind of knocked out and tied up somewhere, releases him, and he tells him that the fake agent is a spy. He's got a yacht somewhere, and the Sandman's like, perfect, I'll take care of it. And this is my favorite trope for the Sandman so far, is how semi-naked he gets all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, not like in a loincloth, but like the dude is... Wearing the least amount of clothes, I think, it, any character we've ever seen wear. Even Wonder Woman. He wears less clothes than Wonder Woman at times. Like, he's just in swimming trunks, but
0: he's also got the mask and the gloves on, so he mm. looks really goofy. I specifically wrote a little bit about that. What I find fascinating about it is that it establishes extremely early on... Uh, I think he winds up going swimming, like, twice in the first three yeah. or four issues. That. The Sandman costume, A, isn't an all or nothing thing. Right. Which is fascinating because it's not like either you're Bruce Wayne or you're Batman. You're, in this case, you're half-dressed Sandman. So, A, I think that actually kind of helps nudge the story towards pulp rather than pure superhero stuff. Right. Uh, and, B, the fact that he's out of full uniform so often and getting shot at while there it really reinforces the fact that, no, this is a regular mortal who happens to be a pulp her- hero. Also, the Dodds don't take no shit from nobody because he
1: ain't scared of nothing. Like, the fact that he's like, <laughs> I'm a, my, no, no I'm one, in my
0: underwear, I will fight you, and they're yeah, like, bro, back up. It 100% puts him into the role of the, uh, I mean, the the archetype that comes to mind is the great white hunter.
1: Right, yeah, it's very much, uh, he's a man's man type of character in a weird way. Like, they don't really portray him as, like, overly butch, yeah. but it's just a guy who like will knock you the F out if he's you an step adventurer. out of line. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that about him. So Wes goes to the uh yacht that he has been told the spies are on. He says, okay, I'm not gonna just barge in there because they're waiting for somebody because they're trying to sell these plants off. So he waits there for a while and of course the person who's gonna buy the plants from them shows up and he finds out it's the dude who works with his company. Like the guy sold him out and he's freaked out and Wes, or Sandman at this point, is now using the gas gun very liberally. It basically just knocks you out immediately if you get Mm. sprayed with it. It kind of releases a big cloud. It's almost like a fog machine gun to an extent. Like, it doesn't spray, like, invisible gas. It sprays a very visible, like, cloud of mist. And knocks a bunch of people out. And he's totally cool. And he's also able to go, you know, hand-to-hand with some of these guys when he confronts them. And eventually, he gets the rest of the plans back and goes to a phone booth. Calls the cops and the guy, the Secret Service agent, tells them where to find everybody, waits till they're there, and mails um, the plans to himself so that it's not suspicious. Wes is very concerned about his secret identity, and it's really interesting that a lot of work is put into him maintaining at least alibis.
0: And I agree with that, but it's also entertaining the level to which he just abruptly about-faces occasionally. Right,
1: Um, and my mistake, he's not mailing the plans to himself, he's just mailing the plans, like, back to someone who it's supposed to go to, so, and specifically... Now, if the Sandman mails the plans, it will look better in the papers for Wesley Dodds. Like, he's very aware of, like, the weird game that he's Mm -hmm. playing, almost enjoying it too much. And it's kind of funny, to a degree. But you see just kind of the end result is, of course, you know, everyone's happy and the ray gun's in the right hands, and now it's being displayed at the World's Fair. Yay, the end. So that's kind of the first experience we have with the Sandman, is just him doing a greatest hits thing like we said with superman it was yeah yeah the superman uh world's fair issue was him just doing feats of awesome and much like that we have the sandman doing pretty much what he's going to be doing for the rest of his career um we're going to move a little bit more quickly now because these issues don't really matter um the ones that we are going to focus on kind of have some important notes in them but really at this Mm -hmm. point it's not that important he appears now in Adventure Comics, number 40. Not action, not detective,
0: Adventure. So, And he was specifically created for that purpose, is my understanding, because they needed a costume character correct. to headline it.
1: Right. So, starting this issue, the daring exploits of the Sandman on the big cover of Adventure. I love the colors. It's just so bright and old school. It's very fun. I really enjoy it. Larry Dean is doing a lot of the art, maybe, also maybe writing it, because we have The Sandman by Larry Dean in
0: a lot of the first panels. So I looked that up. That is a pseudonym. Uh, The art is, for all of the good issues, the art is being provided by Burt Kreisman. Okay. And... Writer unknown, uh, mm-hmm. although we do know that it, the writer was Gardner Fox for the for World's a good Fair yeah issue. for the back
1: half as well yeah. of these issues that we're going to cover. But it's yeah. it's very clear when Gardner Fox takes over. Yep, things get a lot more complicated, a little bit more fanciful. Yep. But as it stands, Adventure Comics number forty, he hears about a society gal getting kidnapped, goes to the next vis uh, the next victim to halt the villain who is called the Tarantula and kind of just stops that from occurring, beats up the tarantula. He leaves sand on people as his calling card, so I guess he just runs around with sand in his pockets to, like, sprinkle on people. And specifically, to ensure that the blame stays on the Sandman. He doesn't want anyone else getting in trouble for something, which I find is a really
0: oddly responsible, narcissistic it thing really to do. is. I, I don't even know if I'd go narcissistic. I, I choose to view it from the perspective of responsible superheroing, where it's just like, hey... Don't worry, nothing bad was going to happen to your folks. I'm the same man and even if you don't like me, even if I break right, laws, I did this. you understand that I only knock people out. Right. You don't have to worry about getting like better guns or being more trigger happy. Everybody just It's cool. the it's the equivalent of leaving a Batarang
1: above a bunch of dudes like stuck in a wall. I get like it's mm-hmm. not it's not unheard of, but it seems very strange to me that just like he's very concerned about it. Mm-hmm. And like like in the city, whatever the city is, it's not obvious who does things a lot of the time. Like, this kind of crap happens a lot, and it's just very confusing for the police. Like, well, who did it now? (laughs) And it just really helps them when sand is on people, because they're like, oh, thank God, it's the (laughs) Sandman. I'm just waiting for somebody
0: else to start using sand. Yeah. It's
1: just like, that's not exactly a very, like, the sand is is too white. It's from a Bahaman beach and just it doesn't work. <laughs> and it's, that's how they figure out that it's not the Sandman. Because I guess he takes just, I don't know. It's very it's very obvious he lives on the East Coast. I'm going to mm-hmm. go into that later because that really bothered yep. me. But uh, moving on. Oh, also an important note for me. The first of his three butlers appears in this issue. It is Butler Humphreys. And that may change. In fact, it will change later. So we're, I'm going to just make notes of that.
0: Although I think Humphreys is sort of recognized as the canonical butler because I think that's the name of the butler in Sandman Mystery Theater.
1: Perhaps. We don't know. Uh, At least I don't know. You read that and I didn't. Uh, The next issue uh, is a waterfront opium racket that Sandman kind of breaks up and he saves a young woman who is a reporter.
0: I'm going to guess it's heroin.
1: Probably heroin at this point, yes, but it's... Uh, Narcotics. Narcotics and sailors. Narcotics Mm. and sailors is either opium or heroin. It's never really anything other than that because usually the sailing is specifically supposed to be like they go to Asian countries and they get crap back. That was a very 30s thing, so... And also they specifically refer to smoking it. Right, yeah, so that's why I thought it was opium as opposed to heroin.
0: Apparently, uh, uh, Chasing the Dragon is uh, heroin rather than opium. Okay, well, then
1: uh, we both learned something then.
0: Uh, And hopefully I didn't end up on any watch lists. Yeah, right?
1: So, obviously, Sandman just kind of breaks up this ring after saving a reporter who witnesses murder uh, and... This is Janice Blue, I believe. Yeah, Janice Blue of the Daily Press. And that's about it. It's another episode, however, where he gets shirtless and swims around, ladies uh, or gentlemen, if you're into that. I don't know. And uh, he looks pretty good, just like having underwater James Bond Thunderball fights here. It's just pretty good. Like, you ever see that? It. Oh, it's a good movie. One of my favorite scenes in that very, very long film. But he's just kind of beating the crap out of these drug guys, and that's about it. And nothing really important happens. Janice Blue never comes back.
0: Which is too bad because I actually really liked her character there. I did, but it's
1: too much like Lois Lane. Oh, and, yeah, 100%. Um, which is why I like who they go with later. Uh, Adventure Comics number 42. Um, Wes, this is actually a very important one in my mind. Uh, Wes has a uh, Sandman, has the cover again. So Wes meets up with a bunch of Navy uh, Air Force buddies. So now we have an established thing that not only is Wesley Dodds a millionaire playboy inventor steel magnate he is also a former navy pilot who big thing again this was kind of important in the first uh in adventure number 40 he has friends yep he's the first character aside from wonder woman who has Eddie candy of the like the male characters we've covered bruce uh batman and superman who don't have friends, Wesley Todd has friends and buddies that he hangs out with and, like, a past history before the comic that we've never seen. It seems like Bruce has
0: one friend. He has Commissioner Gordon. He has Gordon, but even but then, that's, that's
1: not, like, a friendship we really see. He uses him to, like, get cases. Like, we don't really see them hanging out. Like, this uh, seems we, like we a we regular do. thing, though. Like, this yeah, seems no, like...
0: this these... is like he is actually a socialite.
1: Yeah, like, he goes out and, like meets these guys in the middle of nowhere also he's a pilot so he has his own plane and he meets Mm -hmm. these guys out in like the wilderness in like a desert and they all just like chill out and camp for a while and these guys are also are not like millionaires like one's a doctor another one is a uh, artist so like uh yeah happy o'Shea is an artist in california this guy's a doctor in new york so he knows people all over the u.s presumably all over the world we're not sure but he has friends and he does things regularly. He's a social individual. Probably the most well-adjusted superhero oh, yeah. we've seen. Yeah. And they all get together and he basically explains that of their na- of their naval flying buddies, a couple of them have died recently. And he made the connection that all the ones that have died recently are the guys who turned on somebody in the Navy who uh, was committing crimes and they kind of ratted him out. So he says there's a couple other guys still alive. We should go protect the this guy because he's in the air right now and I have a feeling he's going to be targeted. So the other guys go, yeah, sure, let's let's do it. Let's protect our friend. And he gives them Sandman masks. And this is a weird thing to me because I want to know, now, is the Sandman something he came up with in the Navy and, like, has just carried it on? Or do they know he's the Sandman and just totally go along with it just to keep the Sandman thing alive? Or was this, like, just a game? Like, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of questions
0: there. So th- there's the one line, uh, I think the it's, three Sandman, are we? And, so uh, that, but uh, specifically that you they've know what helped me before. Yeah,
1: you know what these are. You've helped me before. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm really interested. My, that, like, my maybe guess he, is Maybe that, they know. Yeah. Uh,
0: it, honestly, like, I kind of assumed that it, whatever, uh, whatever old adventures he had, like, that was when he first came up with the Sandman uh, alter ego, and they were probably part of his adventuring group. Right. It, like, back, like, like his very, naval buddies, yeah. Very... Do- I think Doc Savage is the person. Doc Savage is probably the one yeah. who... Uh, cause I, there was one character who I was reading about that had like that stable of friends. I was like, yeah, of course. So
1: it's very interesting. And I, I also like the fact that the Sandman's plane is emphatically better than theirs. Like they have biplanes and he's got like a world war two fighter plane. Like they are both in red biplanes and he is in the green and orange. Like I'm going to mess you up metal plane. <laughs> it's just, I just like the fact that the millionaire of course has the better plane that we can all see. So they come across their friend's plane traveling it starts to get attacked by other biplanes. They shoot him down. They shoot all the other planes down. Uh, Wesley, specifically, kills a person. So that's body count one for the Sandman. It's been a while since we've had body count. But Sandman kills a single person in this issue. His buddies uh, down some other planes. They don't die, but they certainly careen. And the Of course, the villain's plane gets downed and he doesn't die so that the other pilot can find him and arrest him or take him in or something. And their friend pilot is like, that must have been my friends. Like, he knew. And I'm like, you don't know. Like, that, like it's probable that, like, who else would do this. But, like, really? Is this, like, a common occurrence for you guys? That like, you just, like, are pilot vigilantes?
0: Yes! <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> patrolling the I mean, friendly skies. Like, that's a lot it's, of it's gas soldiers money. of fortune kind of
0: stuff. Yeah, it's but, like the but yes, or something. I've, the set, oh, no, no. I'm suddenly reminded of... I don't remember the name of this, but apparently there was a cartoon in, like, the early 90s. Like, SWAT SWAT Cats? Yes. The
1: best cartoon ever?
0: I'm sorry. What?
1: SWAT Cats? Yes. Because every missile had, like, something cool about it, and it's like, where are you getting the money for this much munitions? How are you able to afford this? Who's hiring you on a daily basis? Oh, wait, you're mechanics? There's no way you can afford this much jet fuel on a mechanic's salary. (laughs) 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 But we're also anthropomorphic cats, so it doesn't matter. All the rules. Oh, man. So that's the end of that issue. The big part of that was, of course, some characterization of Wesley Dodds, the fact that he has friends. He may have been the Sandman previously before the comic started, and he kills somebody. Those are big points for us. Uh, we move on to adventure number 43, October 39, so we're still in uh, 39 here. And here's a weird bit, very a very pulp cover here of Wesley Dodds holding a wounded woman who's got an arrow through her shoulder.
0: No blood. No
1: blood, but it's just a very pulp stance of a man holding the wilted woman. And apparently Wesley Dodds just likes to go vacationing in his plane by himself at times, because it looks like he has flown to, like, the South Pacific or... Uh, yeah south seas to just hang out on beaches and while he's there this woman comes up and gets an arrow shot through her by the indigenous people and wesley not gas guns them straight up just revolvers them and you know what though i'm not sure if this is indicative of systemic racism because these two individuals that he shoots are uh very clearly black um or dark-skinned they're not polynesian they're polynesian probably i guess that's that's probably more accurate um but he kills them as opposed to gassing them. I'm not sure if that's because he thinks they killed the woman. Or if he feels like he's in immediate danger. Or if they're too far away from the gas gun. Because we don't see how close they are. And we don't know how the range on that thing. Because when he does gas people, he gets pretty close. He never like shoots from afar with it. And if he was in immediate danger and they have bow and arrows... There's a self-defense thing there that... Could or could not be covered up by, like, huh, you killed two dark-skinned people that you would normally not kill, but I don't know.
0: So it's worth noting, even aside from questions of distance, like, all of his gear is packed away. Uh, yeah. So it makes sense that he wouldn't have the gas gun on him. Right, that's, so that's I'm, fair. I'm not going to give him, like, a villainous ding for this, but there's no, that's no question... Two, that's two that, body count. That is two body count. I... Do feel like the way that the story treats uh, those indigenous folks is probably indicative of some racial uh, right. attitudes, but I can't fault him for self-defense in this case. Yeah,
1: and um, this this story also doesn't make a lot of sense in general. Like I read through it again recently, and I'm like, why are these people on the island? There's no explanation to what they're what they're doing there.
0: Actually, there is. Uh, remember, they mention uh, Nelson's Pearl Harbor.
1: Yeah. What is Nelson's?
0: Okay, so they're, yeah, the... they are actually farming pearls.
1: Oh, cool. That's interesting then. I didn't realize that was a thing. So there you go. These people are... Which is apparently what
0: Pearl Harbor itself is called for in in Oahu. Okay. Uh, Apparently there were a whole bunch of pearls there. There you go.
1: Now you learn something, folks. Um, So yeah, this is just a pearl farming island, and they are being attacked by this guy named Red Hook, who has basically turned the indigenous population against these individuals. And the Sandman comes in to kind of stop it, and he doesn't kill the rest of the individuals he actually drops gas bombs on them and then flares and they freak out and they turn on red hook and he spares them but i think that's kind of also points for him that he doesn't outright just like kill these people because we clearly know that the plane has guns mm-hmm. so also the woman who got injured her name is australia yep yeah so we're just gonna <laughs> say that and move along um we moved out to adventure number 44 november 1939 uh the sandman meets the face It's really not a terribly important uh, issue. However, we get a new butler, Feathers. Feathers is the butler in this issue, and the Sandman meets another friend who, I guess, has turned to a life of crime because he's out of work and the guy, and he has no money now. And he reveals to him that the Face, this criminal, has essentially ousted him out of his family's fortune, and he's turned to crime, and the Face actually kills his friend in Wesley's house, dressed up as a policeman, because he hears that there's, he pretends like there's a burglar because this guy technically did break in. And Wes is like, nah, it's cool. He's my buddy. And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And pulls out a gun, and shoots his friend, shoots Wesley, and then bails. This is the first time we've seen Wes mm-hmm. injured. And he's straight out laid out for like a while.
0: Yeah. And we'll see that a couple times throughout here. Yeah, he's, here. he's about, Points where he gets injured. And yeah. it's just
1: a week. Yeah, maybe a week, but only another week. I'm assuming it's probably been two weeks. Oh, wow, yeah. It's his, uh, Until I see the commissioner about this, only another week. So Wes is mortal and injured and, Mm. you know, confronts the commissioner about a cop assaulting him. And, of course, nobody knows what's going on. So he finds a costume seller who sells police uniforms and tracks down the face. And he kills the face because the face is actually trying to, to run away Uh, on a railway little cart thing like you know one of those things that's like a two-way like you pump it up and down like you see in old cartoons and he just drives on the opposite direction of the railway track and just rams into the face's cart and we see the face fall into the water beneath this bridge and I'm like yeah despite the fact that like he, he, we see a body there no way that guy's alive from getting crashed into by a car
0: so So. a thing worth noting is that I actually looked this up because they showed that uh, hand car moving really quickly yeah Especially for one guy pushing it. Uh, apparently the world record for a 300 meter sprint, just a 300 meter sprint with four guys uh, pumping it, is like, uh, it winds up uh, being 36 kilometers an hour. Hmm. Which is not that fast.
1: No, but it's still faster than you would imagine it going. But oh, yeah. um And Wesley definitely it meant to kill this guy because there's a panel that says, no mercy to the face. Nope. And he was just... You killed my buddy, and you shot me. You're done. And so, yeah,
0: Wes has killed people. The other interesting thing about, actually, this very same page. <laughs> Idea. Yeah, Which you actually think... have an, uh, visual effects that is a stand-in but you, for a narrative piece. But uh, you
1: have to say it like Simon Pegg in Hot Fuzz. Idea.
0: I forgot about that. <laughs> it's, that's how I
1: read that, was him <laughs> saying that, and it's the best thing in the world. <laughs> Oh man, it's, but, oh, it's so it's so weird and out of place for this entire comic,
0: but it's it's there. What are you gonna do? But it's interesting. I don't think we've seen like that little light bulb above the head kind of thing. The only Ever. thing that yeah. I can draw like a uh, comparison to is the staring daggers moment yes, in Wonder Woman. That's correct. That kind of uh, explicative visual effects. Yes.
1: So we're moving on to Adventure Number Forty Five, December nineteen thirty nine. Uh, remember, kids, uh, Sandman has killed four people so far in about six months, maybe, give or take. So he's got some body count racked up for him. Good for him and also... hmm. But you move on to another story. Um, we get another butler in this one. Butler number three, the Asian butler, because we can't imitate the Green Hornet without an Asian sidekick. Butler number
0: three's name is Toki, T-O-K-I. Which, best as I can come up with, is probably Japanese. Probably. It's either that, or Polish, or Scandinavian. He's
1: dressed Asian, though. Yep. He's very much dressed in, like, a silk shirt with, oh, like, yeah. greased, slick black hair, and mm-hmm. it's it's not good. So, Wesley uh, confronts this woman and this man who are trying to scam his friend in an insurance fraud scam. Again, Wesley has friends who do all sorts of things, and he's using the Sandman guys to keep protecting them which is it's just so much fun to me that he's got like buddies and pals
0: he's an adventurer
1: right and he succeeds of course i mean that's not a surprise but it's just a very interesting story that i just thought it was interesting that wes keeps helping his buddies out and of course this is one of the first times we see the sandman kind of at odds with the police um we haven't really seen that they kind of talk about that a little bit in his intros occasionally but that's going to come up again to for me that He doesn't really have a a tentative relationship with the police because they often team up a lot. And it makes me feel like all the rookies don't like him because they don't understand him. But, like, everybody who's worked with the department is kind of like, nah, man, like, that's the Sandman. He's cool. So we move on to adventure number 46, which is January 1940. Hooray, Happy New Year. And we see another friend from college. This is a guy that he knew, and they're talking and reminiscing about another friend. And that friend that they find out later, Wesley, goes back to his apartment finds out that that friend is dead and his wife has been killed as well um important note for me wesley has two cars we've only seen him driving around this like red roadster and now we see him in a blue and yellow like souped up car that he's he's just like i think i'll take this other one tonight to do sandman stuff and i'm like you rich son of a bitch that's the jag and i
0: took the (laughs) rolls. yeah
1: right it's just very interesting that he has two cars and they just made a plot point out of him taking a separate car and wesley finds out that this is just all a scam to take that guy's money and that woman's inheritance because he meets of course an identical twin sister who helps him solve the case and finds out that his college buddy who told him about the friend is actually the guy scamming him and killed his friend so it's a very strange and sad uh turn of events i'm not gonna count this as a body count for him Uh, actually you know what i am because uh the sandman has definitely gassed people very quickly and they've gone down but he's in this struggle with this with the guy from college and they're fighting they're fighting they're fighting the gas gun is going off but the guy is still standing and the guy's gun goes off on himself i'm like bro you could have just gassed him and then unmasked him the guy was dressed as an old woman and i know Dodds didn't want to like to attack an old woman But the guy pulls the gun out immediately And I'm going come on man you could just gassed him You didn't have to like struggle with the dude But what are you going to do Um, I kind of want to count this as a body count for Sandman Because he's done He's just gassed people and run before You know mm. And I just feel like this was Dude you could have stopped that guy from kill, getting killed uh, So body count 5 For Sandman And again moving right along we get to adventure number 47. This is an important one because we're going to spend a little bit more time on this. This is February 1940. The uh, DA is trying to solve a crime. The Sandman decides that he's going to help out, give him a bullet casing. That's about it. And then when Wes goes back to his home and takes off his Sandman garb, he hears somebody break into his house and try and break into his safe where he's got his Sandman crap. And it turns out to be a woman. Who goes by the name of Diane, whose nickname is the lady in evening clothing, and I'm like, that is the worst nickname ever.
0: It's pretty far
1: up there. And she's dressed in like a weird, like Russian housewife outfit.
0: It's a it's a shawl. She's got a
1: shawl and a red shirt and a blue dress, and that's like her costume. Yeah. Like that's her that's her getup. And she's apparently just a very good safe cracker that was hired. To break into his safe because the guy who hired her was like, I'll tell you about your dad if you just steal from this rich guy. And she's like, okay. And she doesn't know her parents, but she was raised by a cracker. And Wes just kind of says, I'll help you. Don't worry about it. And I guess just kind of reveals to her that he's the Sandman. No, she already knew. Right. Well, no, she doesn't. No. That's the thing. She doesn't look in the safe.
0: Yeah, it's not really explained how she knew, but she didn't, she says that she didn't look in uh, the safe where the clothes was, were kept. But she still called right. him Mr. Sandman. Correct.
1: Also, Mr. Sandman. Some people call him that. Some people call him the Sandman. anybody else? Like a couple no. people just refer... Like, uh, whatever you say, Mr. Sandman. And I think okay. uh, it's not like a that's his name. They just... Like, Mr. Batman, Mr. Superman kind of a thing. <laughs> damn, Mr. Batman? Mr. Batman. Just Batman with a mustache. Like a, like an old dad's mustache. Like, like maybe slightly
0: balding as well. Yeah, like a
1: Ron Swanson mustache. All right. Yeah. 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 So, uh... The lady in evening clothes and Sandman go to break back into the DA's office to get some evidence because he refuses to give it back to the Sandman. And they find that a certain criminal is responsible for everything that's been going on, but they're getting chased by these bad guys because they want to get Diane back. I guess they're from the same group that Diane used to work for. And they, in their getaway, they crash into a tree. They spend some time in the country recovering from their car crash. They get back into the city and they find the home of the guy who was in charge of the attacks or the crimes. Sandman breaks into the guy's house, gets the evidence he needs, and then finds the safe that has the information about Diane's father in it. Breaks into it himself, gets the information, goes back to Diane. They go to the jail where they're holding a criminal who initially attacked the Sandman in the DA's office back when, before they got in their car accident, and brings that guy Breaks him out of jail, brings him with Diane to the DA's house, and then says, this guy was responsible for the crime. And I'm like, bro, you could have just, like, brought the evidence. Like, you didn't have to break
0: a man out of jail. Drama. Yeah. Drama over Alice.
1: It was, it was so, it's such a strange tactic that, like, he likes to bring the people who are responsible to the police, as opposed to, like, giving full information or evidence. And the DA's like, well, yeah, compelling stuff. Yes, we're going to arrest him now. And... Also, while that's happening, Sandman then gives him the information about Diane's father and says, Diane, your dad is the DA. And then they're like, oh my god, you're my long-lost father, and everybody's happy. And we're good. That's it. That's the end. Diane is now the daughter of the DA, and she is a recurring character, and the Sandman has a partner who knows who he is, and that's it. And this is exceptionally
0: well handled for about another half issue.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, we move on to um we move on to adventure number forty eight march nineteen forty the d a is uh ha- has a threat on his life, and Diane of course comes to the sandman she's like, "Hey, I need your help, my dad's being threatened, and you need to help catch the person responsible It's a very small cut and dry murder mystery kind of a thing um but of course, they save the d a from getting killed It's a lot of mistaken identities and like subterfuge, but it's a pretty standard issue and during this issue, we find out the DA knows who the Sandman is. And that's weird. But, like, again, we have these this weird sort of dichotomy of the Sandman isn't liked by the police, but now he's got two people who know who he is. And it's just really strange to me that, like, the list grows more and more. So we have these two people know, and presumably his Navy buddies know. Really, is it that much of a thing that, like, you have a secret identity at this
0: point? And what's actually really interesting is that there will be points throughout the rest of these stories where the, the cops come down even harder on him and tr- really try to get a hold of his secret identity. And it's like, wouldn't the district attorney have to be the one to prosecute that? Yeah,
1: do something about that or like try and pull some... I don't know. Like mm. it's, it's
0: very weird. The other thing that's cool is that through the, the points in this issue where uh, Diane and Wes are actually teaming up, she has her own costume, mm-hmm. like
1: she is, is wearing. She changed the, into the lady of the evening, uh, lady in the evening clothes
0: outfit. Yeah, which on the one hand, that's actually kind of cool. That it and it is explicitly not a design that is based on like his clothing. Uh, like what? She has her own what, Like What we kind of see with uh, Batman and Robin, you can kind of see mm-hmm. some similarities there. This is completely different style, but man, Sandman and the lady with the evening clothes just doesn't, doesn't roll off the tongue. Doesn't it? It's not it's not a
1: it's not a catchy not a catchy thing there and uh they're emphatically a team she drives Mm -hmm. a lot and she helps him out in a lot of pinches and it's it's not Uh, like she's just tagging along she saves him from people she drives him off while he's injured like she helps it's not a partnership but she's a Mm -hmm. sidekick that does things she does as much as robin does
0: you're right okay I do think that she gets neutered Oh, She lot, does, yes. But, but uh, she does not about as much as Robin yeah. would do. It could be worse. Yeah,
1: it could be much worse. It could be Lois Lane. She could be drugging him and, like, selling him out and trying to steal his work. Yeah. 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 So, If we'll... you haven't heard that episode already, go back and listen yeah, to please it. please listen to <laughs> Lois Lane roofing Clark Kent to get out of a date with him and steal his story. ay hey, hey. So, adventure number 49, April 1940. Uh, Sandman saves a scientist who has the cure for the common cold? Where was that in the 40s and onwards? But also, um, just in a small note, they start to describe the Sandman as an athlete. It's a they former do. athlete. This is kind of, I think, one of the first issues that they start doing that. It's very cut and
0: dry. Not a very important mm-hmm. issue. Actually, I think... I'm not sure, but I think that might be the first issue where Gardner Fox is explicitly the credited writer. That would that would and make sense because it does changes. get
1: a little... Yeah, the art changes a little bit now to be a little bit more cartoony. It's much more... And, and specifically
0: both the uh, the visuals and also some of the poses. Like, I... Yeah, yeah, no, that... The, the pose where, uh, where
1: Wes uses the cure for the common cold on himself and, like, I want to say, like, heel kicks. And yeah, like, he jumps...
0: Clicks his heels
1: and He does not look like the Sandman anymore. He looks yep. emphatically like a dad. He looks like yeah. a dad. It's yeah. really weird. But not important. Uh another New York World's Fair comic, number two, nineteen forty. Uh we get the we get the establishing no uh information that Wes is not in New York. Despite what happens in the first New York World's Fair issue where he drives to the World's Fair. This emphatically says he flies to New York to catch up with Diane and her aunt. So my guess, this is just speculation on my part, he's in Pittsburgh or Philadelphia specifically um, purely because um, he's a steel magnate and wears a large steel uh, industry, probably Pittsburgh, and also it's within flying distance of New York that he could probably get there relatively quickly without it being like i'm gonna see you in six hours and you'll probably be done for the day um he gets there within the same day that they are there
0: at the world's fair so i agree with you that that is the logical conclusion to draw but at a point later on we will actually see that the there is a police harbor boat uh going around and it actually has tagged on the back new york uh harbor police i'm not saying that they don't go to new york a lot i don't see i the way that story's written, it doesn't imply that they ever actually, like, go to a different location. Honestly, my take is just that it's sloppy continuity, and specifically okay. Gardner Fox taking over from somebody else who had a different sort of set of ideas, and now it's, well, I don't care. I hate I hate this last panel. Which, it's we... so gross.
1: It's so gross. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just mugging we're gonna, the camera. We're gonna show you that. It's, like, yep. the most uncomfortable not superhero picture I've ever seen. (laughs) It doesn't fit at all with the rest of the comic. Um, That being said, Wesley Dodds probably lives in New York with Bruce Wayne. They probably know each other as rich people buddies, but no one wants to hang out with Bruce Wayne because Bruce Wayne only (laughs) hangs out with the police commissioner. And his young gentleman friend. Yeah, and his young gentleman friend. And Wes is like, I should invite Bruce over. Oh, but is he going to bring that kid? Is he going to bring that kid that he doesn't ever not hang out with? I'm going to
0: hang out with my Navy guys, like,
1: instead. Like, he just doesn't want to hang out with Bruce.
0: That's actually an interesting point. I think that one of the things that starts to happen here, now that we've had the creative team shift, is that you get a little bit more of that socialite hanging out right. instead of adventuring? <laughs> we see a co-
1: we see a couple times of him also going to clubs to like solidify the fact that he's been out and like drinking, so he has alibis to protect mm-hmm. his secret identity, which is very interesting.
0: And it feels like his friends now get to be more uh, culture, more uh, rich person. They're highbrow. Friends. They're highbrow yes. buddies as compared to earlier. It's like I don't think we see pulp hero. Wesley Dodds going Anymore, forward. Yeah, we I think see, that we see adventurer comic superhero Wesley Dodds
1: at this point. Even uh, Zorro, more on Zorro that. Wesley Dodds as opposed to Doc Savage. Yeah. Okay, I'll buy that. By the way, the World's Fair issue is not important at all. He and saves, it sucks. It sucks. He <laughs> saves his he saves Diane and her aunt from like bad guys.
0: That's it. That's it. And like her, her aunt looks weird compared to everybody her else. Her aunt looks
1: like the the grandma in the Tweety Bird cartoons. Yes. She look, oh my she god, like you're right. She looks like Granny. just like a thin version of Granny, so wow. that's just not a thing that I'm okay with. And we move on to Adventure number 50 1940 uh, of May. Two men that the DA tried to put away uh, or put away try to kill him. And it's just kind of a revenge story that Wesley stopped. He has... Okay, I'm going to say something right now. This could be an art problem or this could just be continuity. Wes has four cars? Because Wes has this con- this maroon convertible. Oh,
0: that does look cool.
1: He has a maroon convertible. He has the red with the hard top. He's got the blue and green... Or the blue and yellow car. And I think he's got one other. But he's got a lot Actually,
0: of... Actually, he's got one fewer car than that. Because there was the one he wrecked.
1: There is the one that he wrecked as well. So he may have like three or four cars plus a plane. Wes has a lot of cars. Again, the maroon with the convertible, that could just be a color change or palette change. That could still be the red car because it could be a hard
0: top convertible. We don't know. Um, they it could is just... at night because we yeah. actually do get Correct. the uh, moon in the sky again.
1: Right. It is at night. Um, however, this is also an interesting plot point in this story. The DA kind of like is giving him shit and trying to arrest him in this. Mm -hmm. So the DA either doesn't know anymore that Wes is the Sandman because it's a different writer, or he's really playing it up for his own...
0: You know, agenda, so that he doesn't get associated with him. Um, I may be misremembering, yeah. but I thought I remembered one of like the end of issue, like closing statements, saying that the only person who knew his identity was Diane.
1: Right. So it's a very weird, like we're gonna uh, retroact- retcon retcon the the DA knowing because it's it's too much. He has too much help.
0: I guess I don't know. Honestly, I feel like it's probably not a retcon so much as just sloppiness. Right.
1: Adventure number fifty-one, June nineteen forty, stopping a jewel heist. Uh, Diane and Sandman are just definitely a team now. We see them doing stuff all the time, Um, and this is one of the first instances where Sandman cracks the safe and not Diane, which I feel is really weird. Like, why not use the really good standing right there too? Yeah, it's really stupid. Um, And they also are selling their alibi again in this one by going out as a couple. It just a weird thing. Also, uh the sandman in this issue is framed for a murder of a thief, and the butler's like, Yes, I heard the sandman's shot right in here because Wes leaves some sand in his own apartment, in his own home to like make it look like the sandman broke in and then someone gets killed on the sand while he was out. And I'm like, Does this butler not know? And this is an unnamed butler, but does the but do the butlers not know he's the sandman or does this new guy who is not feathers and not the first guy and not the Asian dude Not know that he's the salmon Is that like a prerequisite interview question? Like, would you be upset if I was a vigilante? (laughs) Would you... How would you be able to handle me never coming home sometimes and sometimes coming home and being shot? Are you okay with that? Like, I feel like that's a weird... like. Or is the butler under instructions to sell this to not, you know, ruin his cover? I don't know. It just felt weird. Like, there's some weird continuity things happening. Um, Adventure 52, July 1940... There's a $5,000 bounty on the Sandman that we never get seen brought up again in this issue where it is, like, the first panel. It's not really important. Yeah, uh, he cracks another safe without Diane, and there's a society woman who's a gang leader tries to frame Diane of a robbery, and that's basically this story. It's not... Again, a lot of these aren't important. They're good, and they're very interesting to read. No,
0: not anymore. No,
1: they're not... They're, they don't hold up, but they're good pulp. This is a great example of pulp or really easy early superhero comics. I honestly really enjoyed reading these more than Batman.
0: So I am I 100% agree with you on the first half of this before there's the creative team shift. Right.
1: Uh, yeah, the original, before Gardner Fox takes over, unfortunately, I think the, the story's saying a lot better. But uh, as it mm. stands, maybe not so much. Adventure 53, August 1940. Sandman stops Lone Sharks. That's basically it. It's uh, just a weird, like, I'm going to stop these mobsters issue. And it's no Diane in this time. And he also teams up the police again. Mm-hmm. So he's teaming up. like he's They done always truces. refer to
0: it as a truce.
1: It's a truce. Like, like they're at war. No, yep. they're not. Um, Adventure 54, September 1940. A uh, wealthy heiress that Wes and Diane both know is kidnapped. Uh, she can't get her money or her inheritance if she doesn't marry. And this guy's like trying to marry her. And
0: what's interesting is that although that's a key plot point it's never explained. Like, yeah. is there a vengeful, like, stepmother or something? Yeah, it's just
1: like, why would you have to marry to get your inheritance? Wet? And within a year. Yeah, within a year, within a year of someone dying. Also, I just thought this was really funny. They go to a cemetery at one point in the story and Vessel, uh, yep. yep. the, the guy who is doing all the covers for the Sandman, has a, has a tombstone mm-hmm. in the cemetery. I just thought that was cute that they were yeah. like, ah. I think he's
0: actually doing the uh, primary art. He might after, be doing, yeah, he might be doing it. After that. the creative shift, he's the one who takes over but the But I just thought that art. was, that was but, cute. Yeah, like I, I actually looked up at Adrian Peterson as well, and there's nobody who seems like right. Them. So we have uh,
1: uh, Adventure number fifty-five, October nineteen forty, uh, returning a jewel that got stolen. He cracks another safe without yep. Diane. And then there's this guy... In that fact, he's
0: w- he specifically called the best safecracker around. Right. right,
1: and I'm like, that's not true, that's Diane. Diane is supposed to be really good, and you, we, you've done it a couple times, but we don't know how good you are. Uh, Sandman gets semi-naked again to swim around at the docks. Also, there's a named detective, Detective Brophy. Yeah. Not important, he just shows up and, and he like... he never
0: came from anywhere else. Yeah, he, it's he, like, he specifically asks for Brophy. Yeah, and- I want,
1: I want to work with Detective Brophy. I'm like, did we miss something?
0: And this is also an instance where it's revealed that the same man is actually a really bad judge of character.
1: Well, no, not so much a bad judge of character as that people are inherently suspicious of him. He has, like, Brophy's a good cop and wants to catch the guy, but thinks the Sandman double-crosses him at one point during the story.
0: And then tries to shoot him.
1: Well, he happens to be in a boat that they're trying to shoot down, or to sink. So it does it's not like he's trying to shoot the Sandman, but he's just like, you have to sink the boat, we have to get the Sandman. Because he does try and look for the Sandman's body, it's not like he was trying to kill him.
0: I feel like, as a vigilante, the first thing that you look for in any kind of ally you're going to ask for by name is... Some level of just willing to take it on. This is
1: this is Batman asking to work with Detective Bullock.
0: Oh yeah, okay, Okay, that's really all it is. It's
1: it's he's a good cop. He just doesn't trust Batman, and this Mm. is Brophy's a good cop. He just doesn't trust the Sandman, and that's neither here nor there. That's fair. Um, it just uh, hit me that all these issues now, when the creative team shift happens, they look like Dick Tracy comics, huh? Just hard, hard primary colors, and just really big, ostentatious, like, movements and, and like, faces. and yeah, expressions.
0: Running, his running animation... animation, His running pose now right. just looks weird. Fully stretched out at all times. Right.
1: Uh, adventure number 56, November 1940. Uh, a criminal thinks that Wes is the Sandman because he holds up a, a club that Wes is at and then Wes follows him as the Sandman. He's like, you must be that guy that gave me trouble in the club. And he's like, no, I'm not. Interestingly enough, he sells this by Diane coming in dressed as the sandman and gas gunning a bunch of people then letting the sandman beat up the one guy and i was like that's kind of cool that she gets to like save him and
0: i think this is like the one really good diane story yeah after like
1: i thought that was i thought that was really cute because he's like you're awesome at this and she's like thanks (laughs) and they're just like dressed the same walking down a hall together it looks very like musical
0: i'm not gonna lie like oh man Wipe the face off and that's that green costume is the green suit is exactly the same as guy with no face, right? Yeah,
1: is the dude from the uh, the dude without a face from the Batman uh, second Batman episode we do. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to go back and listen to that. Uh, with you Duke, should with, it's with weird. with Duke d'Orterre and the flowers and faces. <laughs> um, Adventure number 57 December 1940. Wes's friend Billy is killed or Bill is killed who works at the Daily Standard, another newspaper, just for those of you who are keeping track of the daily newspapers that are in this world. And he stops a scientist from moving the planet out of orbit yep. with a neutron ray or something?
0: Uranium. Uranium
1: it specifically ray. specifically
0: fires uranium atoms up into space and then pulls them back down with the force of a hammer.
1: Cool! Cool! Way to go, Gardner Fox. Way to, way to make it really obvious you wrote this one. Yep. Uh, it's just and, it, and he does it, and it's fine. Uh, adventure 58 january 1941 flowers that melt people's faces specifically there are flowers orchids that are laced with this gas chemical to prevent people from looking into them where microfilm is held and it's just a another story with spies spanish spies in this one
0: um are they explicitly spanish spies or because he is uh the person who is selling the information is fleeing uh, spain but a, I don't he know is a where Spanish to...
1: man who was a spy. I'm not saying there's spies gotcha. for Spain, but he is a mm. Spanish man who was a spy. So we'll say that. Um, it's just, there's too much going on in this issue. It's not uh, very yeah. good at all. Um, it's interesting as a, like, a concept. It would have been a good long form arc, but mm-hmm. not in, or even not in, the not right in 12 hands. pages. Yeah, in the right hands. Uh, not that Gardner Fox isn't a great writer in his own right. It's just this was a weird story for this character. Gardner Fox can be good. Oh yes, he can be very good um adventure number 59 february Oh yeah this one the ruby that hypnotizes people it's very it's very strange but it's very gardner fox as well it is very reminiscent of the master monk yeah um, oh god yep yep and uh oh interesting Wes gets some new gear cobalt blue lenses that prevent the ruby rays of the jewel from hypnotizing wait, wait. Him.
0: yeah no no i'm just i'm entertained by the fact that i didn't realize this when initially reading it cyclops no, because I, I have a
1: cyclops thing to say about that. But go okay, ahead. I
0: was just gonna say like of cu- the blue cobalt lenses block the rubies. Like, yes, yeah. of course it's blue beats red. Of right. course,
1: but I was just laughing at the idea that like this is another instance of of a colored typed jewel, ru- like ruby quartz and blue cobalt. Like it could have been like cyan cobalt, mm-hmm. and it's just okay. Are we like just making fancy Fancy properties for gemstones That can block ray beams Not that Cyclops' eye lasers are actually lasers They are a portal to a different dimension That is discussed And Jay and Miles explain the X-Men So don't get that confused <laughs> What? Yeah, his, like, I did not uh, remember that His eye beams are like portals to like a, a dimension They're not actually lasers that's why. That's why. I mean, he...
0: I knew they're not lasers. I thought they were uh, force. I didn't realize it no, was a portal. They're.
1: they they uh, Yeah. Uh, Jay explains that at some point that, or not. Maybe not on the show, but if you if you look it up, Cyclops' eye beams or ocular rays are basically he's opening a portal to a dimension with his eyes and a the, dimension of
0: pure eye beams.
1: Yeah, and like the the dimension, I guess, is just energy or something. I don't know. That not... had to
0: be from the nineties. Yeah.
1: I don't know what that's about, but hey, what are you to do? Um, he opens, his, uh, Wes opens his fourth safe without Diane in this one, so we get four saves where Diane loses her, uh, her opportunity, and um, they also say that, like, oh, he must have attacked uh Diane to get to West. Oh no, they must have attacked West to get to Diane because they know Diane knows the Sandman and was like does everyone yeah. know
0: Diane knows the Sandman? I mean, that's the thing. She's always driving around with him. She's no longer in her costume as the Lady yeah, in the Yeah, she's no yeah, you know, she's no
1: she's no longer the Lady in the Evening Clothes. Uh she's just in her whatever garb. And I'm like, that's like a terrible idea. You yep. should maybe get her a mask now because if people are targeting her just so they get to the Sandman, they're doing everything every superhero has ever been afraid of. With getting someone in on their secret. So, that's it. We're done. Um, We tried to move through that very quickly for you all. Uh, And I was a big fan of these. I really liked them a lot. I would like to think that the Sandman is actually a better hero or better character than Batman emphatically better than superman not better in the sense that he's like a a better person but better in the fact that this is just a better character better Mm -hmm. written character than batman Uh, more thought out more
0: things to do his mission statement's a little bit clearer i will i mean you've heard me say this again and again this episode i agree with you up until the creative shift yes absolutely the first
1: year of him is actually probably really really good it's worth looking at the second year is a little bit eh, um, a lot of out-of-character moments. A lot of, yeah, a lot of weird,
0: a lot of weird moments. Yeah, Wesley Dodd straight-up shooting a guy. Yeah. So, certainly when whenever I think of Sandman, I, natu- I fall back to uh, Neil Gaiman's uh, Sandman. Which um, you have read and I have not, so I'm not familiar true. with Neil Gaiman's Sandman. This is going to be sort of a coda to uh, this episode, and I'm going to try to keep it quick. Uh, because it is emphatically off topic and it's uh, also
1: extremely convoluted and long as far as i'm aware of it, um,
0: it is it could be its, its own episode oh it could we usually... don't we don't need oh, to go man. into it now yeah. we could do
1: it later for those of you who are who really want us to start going into the vertigo stuff but this could be its own
0: episode we don't need to do that now we could do it later yeah so i'm gonna tr- i'm going to start by actually talking a- moving a few years ahead actually of the release of game and sandman uh, we have uh, Sandman Mystery Theater, which is explicitly Wesley Dodd, our Sandman, Golden Age Sandman. Is it Dodd or Dodds? I'm Dodds. Fa- I'm fairly certain it's Dodds. However, D-O-D-D-S. apparently the, the first, yes, the first four issues or so actually refer to him as Dodd. Interesting. Which is okay, unfortunate. Fair. Typographical. It happens. Yeah. So Sandman Mystery Theater is taking a lot of the story trappings of the, of the Golden Age uh Sandman, and putting it through the same tone as uh game and man. So in my mind that's even though it actually comes after Gaiman starts up, uh this is the bridge between the characters because it's still 19 late 1930s. You don't really see much about the war just yet uh at least as far as I've gotten. But it's first it's volume. a similar
1: character to what we're seeing currently in the in the archives.
0: Yes? But no, because it's interesting in that uh, I had a moment of realization. That version of the character is Percy from oh, Critical per- Role. Percy from yeah. Critical Role. For all uh, of you who aren't who aren't familiar with
1: Critical Role, Percy is the gunslinger, uh, inventor, kind of dark, brooding mm-hmm. character from
0: that series. Yeah, and that this version of Wesley is not the adventurer. He is a, a mild-mannered uh, socialite, but still has those adventures. But the important thing there is that it takes some of the a lot of the trappings of Golden Age Sandman and brings in the brooding the luxuriant darkness is how I usually tend to think of Game and Sandman. Okay. Uh so it's a interesting. A little bit more cosmic, a little bit more ethereal. That and also just bad things happen okay. and people dwell Gothic. on them. <laughs> Gothic, yeah. Okay. Uh so I do highly recommend at least the first story arc of Sandman Mystery Theater because for me it takes a lot of the pieces of that hero and updates them into a way that's much that's very readable that's not necessarily the adventurer but still uh someone playing that role of the dream bringer in some ways like in and here, it's just, and the same man. Just has knockout gas. That's right. just it, and it's just a shtick. There's no, or it's not even a shtick. There's no general like, oh, I bring bad dreams or such. Uh, it's a, it's his weapon. It's nothing more than just his weapon. It's a tool. Exactly that, and there's no character around it. It's just oh, this means he doesn't have to kill,
1: which is great. So in Mystery Theater, I'm sure he says lines like you know that are reminiscent
0: or like sleep puns or okay. jokes or the plays line on that, that keeps coming back is. Uh, none escape the sandman's dark dream which is very reminiscent of
1: the uh the question who says things like that's the question or answer the question or
0: that you know like that i suppose a little little less playful and a little bit more just this is what i do right Uh, okay and i highly recommend it and it's worth reading and then following that bridge over to game and sandman like we could replace this entire segment with me just kind of Fanboys about <laughs> yeah. about gaming, but uh first off, you should read it uh, i highly 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 recommend it um uh, second off, uh premise wise so so that you have a sense of what it is um uh, there are the idea is that there are seven endless. they are the totality of what they are named for uh destiny, death, dream, desire delirium destruction and disgust and it's not that they are the gods of it they, they are, just, are
1: they are just the quintessential
0: avatars they are, they are of the that quint- idea. idea even aside from avatars they are the quintessence of it okay uh and it makes that point of no everything that you, you conceive of as like the god or the avatar of it they are more than that okay. uh and the embodiment of that idea essentially. yes okay. the embodiment and the being i okay. suppose uh and follows dream dream is an archetypal gothic protagonist in a lot of ways very brooding but one of the geniuses that gaiman brings to this story is that people i think the british term is take the piss out of yeah yep uh gaiman is british for those who don't know give give someone shit yeah yeah uh even aside from that not necessarily give shit all the time but also just you are so wrapped in your own particular set of thoughts you didn't think about this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and death is a great counterpoint. Like, you've seen people cosplaying death. Uh, woman, black hair, uh, black tank top with an ankh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not quite happy-go-lucky, but not necessarily far from it. Wisely happy okay. is perhaps the best way to put it. And the fact that, the, to, to steal a term from uh, Mage of the Awakening, the gothic punk Nilu... That Gaiman creates has space for both this brooding dream character, zany weird characters, uh, wisely happy characters, and then the really dark shit. The that dream, uh, Morpheus is the king as much of nightmares as happy dreams, and it goes some dark places and it luxuriates in them. There are Stories that go extremely dark places, and it just lets it mellow uh and it tends to use as its uh storytelling devices other mortals uh existing in their own normal spaces crossing into strange places that have crossover with dream, so you don't just have this all-but-all-powerful dream character as the main protagonist. You spend as much time around these mortals, and really the story happens as a build-up towards those intersections, generally. And I highly, highly, highly recommend those stories. There are all kinds of things in my mind to say about why Uh, that set of stories is really important and why it's so cutting edge why it was so good at appealing to a mass audience uh well beyond just traditional uh comic spires in my mind it falls almost into the same realm as uh strangers in paradise which are stories that are not just appealing to uh traditional comic buyers gaiman's regular regular novel work Like,
1: it falls into the category of anybody who would read Gaiman just outside of comics, or anybody who would probably read Stephen King
0: outside, you know, would probably like it. Oh, you might get some of that. I would not actually put him in the same space as King, just specifically because King's stuff almost always tends to be horror. I would say that Gaiman, his version of Sandman is closer to the Dark Tower than to it. And for reference... There are connections to the DC universe within
1: Game and Sandman. Very so it is much. not just that it is a character in, who has a similar name. The character that Gaiman has created does intersect with characters from DC Comics. Like you said, Rao, which is one of the mm-hmm. um, Kryptonian gods, as well as a female uh, guardian of the galaxy who are the people who create the Green Lantern core. Mm-hmm. So... There are intersections that make it part of the DC multiverse. It's just a very, very, very removed version. Yeah. So for those it, of you curious as to why we're
0: talking about it in mm-hmm. relation to Wesley Dodds, Yeah, and it winds up pulling most of the like broader things, like the, the more spandex bits. Sort of most of those crossovers happen within the first uh, story arc. After that, it winds up much more intersecting with things like Constantine. Okay. Uh, Which and, is more Vertigo. DC's Vertigo yeah. world. Okay. That's and, and it's It's actually worth noting that those are two of the seven stories that launched, or two of the seven comics that launched Vertigo. Right. Uh Because Vertigo started like halfway through the Sandman run. And I do want to also give props to uh, Karen Berger. Uh, I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that, uh, who ran Vertigo from its inception for 19 years and wow. has just recently stepped down. That's cool. And that imprint of Vertigo has done exceptionally well. You can I, I almost think of it as more like an art house under the, the, the DC publishing uh, label, it is. I guess. It
1: is. Like, Vertigo is emphatically everything that they don't really want to be under... DC, because it can Mm -hmm. get a little darker and get a little weirder, it's Fables and things like that, or V for Vendetta is a Vertigo comic. um, You know, Mm -hmm. you can... I uh, think
0: one of the things, my closing statement about Game and Sandman, is that it does pull those things in, and I, I think it does an exceptionally good job of pulling a lot of the pieces of adult experience that are... Mortal, I guess, not just like super exalted, like, oh, this human, is human almost. Yes, it is making the exalted out of human elements rather than here are super sexy characters or super violent stuff or things of that nature. The it... 90s, yeah, yeah the <laughs> 90s.
1: I'm looking at you, Frank Miller, but ba ba da all Sin City, everybody. Um, I think that'll that'll wrap us up for the Sandman. That is his episode for now if we you know come back to him again we will but this is as much as we want to cover for him currently matt and i were just working out kind of our next move i think we're going to wrap up the 30s and move squarely into the 40s for you because we do want to cover everything but we also want to continue to move forward without getting bogged down so i think we're going to finish out the 30s in our next episode with another character i think you might know who he is uh It's not that big of a surprise, but it'll be obvious. We'll kind of cover them in a similar way that we did this in one episode and just move us forward so we can start getting to the really big uh, superhero bubble before it pops before the 50s and the 60s. So thank you again. We will see you next time. DC Detectives can be found on iTunes and Stitcher. To stay in the know, check out our Facebook, Twitter, and dcdetectivespodcast.com. We stood awkwardly in the drawing room of Dodds' home, butler after butler coming in to check on us and see if we needed anything. Really what we needed was an easy way of saying what we had found out. The truth was there was nothing wrong with Wesley Dodds or the Sandman, but it had everything to do with the writer. While Dream and Gaiman had captivated the world, Gardner Fox had turned a clever and capable adventurer into just another costumed vigilante. It wasn't character assassination, but it certainly wasn't Dodds' fault. He took it well enough, though. A good sport, if ever there was one. And we went on our way. Just another case for the DC
0: detectives.